All right, and welcome back to another episode of Donut Squad Radio. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Colin, and my name is Adrian. Colin, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really, really well. How about you, Adrian? I'm doing really well as well. I'm really excited um, to be here in your kitchen talking about the things we love. Um, Here on Donut Squad Radio, you can listen to Two Best Friends uh, talk about the fandoms they love, which uh, include... But are not limited to Star Wars, Harry Potter, Marvel, DC, Lord of the Rings, and anything else we want to get into. Um, tonight we have kind of a special show. Um, last week we went and saw Matt Reeves' The Batman, um, starring Robert Pattinson, as many as well as uh, you know, an amazing star-studded cast. Great cast, yeah. Um, and today we are going to focus solely on The Batman, um, our initial thoughts, and just kind of go over. Everything we liked about the movie, anything we didn't like. I don't have too many things to say about what I didn't like, though. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be the Batcast. Yeah, the Batcast. The, the Batman after show. <laughs> Donut Squad Radio. Um, so sit back and relax and uh, get ready to listen to some Batman. So, Colin, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was... Um, they took characters in great directions um each one of them um their motives were kind of clear the whole time um but they also included some real world aspects to some of the more menacing characters that i think made them even creepier um and and we'll we'll obviously touch on that later but um as far as the movie goes, I think even uh, I think a lot of people are going to kind of look at the runtime and be if if they're not if they're not super into Batman or superhero movies, they're going to be like, wow, you know, three hours of my life I gotta give to a movie. But trust me, it flies by. Yes, it, it really does. There wasn't there was not a moment where I was like sitting there looking around the theater or anything like that. Every single scene progresses the story oh yeah there isn't one that's just like you know they could probably have left that on the cutting room floor i agree Um, i have have this little test that i do mm -hmm. um to kind of gauge if i'm enjoying a movie for the first time and (laughs) if i have to do this test typically it means i'm not fully enjoying this movie but (laughs) i'll like look away from the screen and if i immediately have like the the like itch to like turn back to the screen you know like i'll just look down or something and then if i'm like oh no i can't look away even for a second like that's kind of like my little test i'm like i've like always low-key done that and just like never really acknowledged it but this was one of those movies um where like i didn't even think to do this test but like i there wasn't a part where there's no like good bathroom break part no um also meant to say this at the very beginning of the episode but this is going to be a spoiler filled episode so if you have not seen the batman um and you don't want it to be spoiled this is your final warning um, but, uh, we're going to be talking about everything that happened in the movie as far and as well as, uh, speculation on, you know, future movies. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. little spoiler warning there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was from start to finish wonderful, but any, what, yeah. what other initial thoughts do you have on it? Um, uh, Paul Dano was terrifying. I, as the Riddler, I think he did a great job. Um, there were, there were certainly some, there were some scenes where, I felt as though they pushed it, Matt Reeves kind of they 
they wrote him into a direction that didn't completely match the tone of the rest of the movie. Um, and those were, those were scarce. It, you know, it was, it was every once in a while I would kind of look at it and be like, oh, this is, this is a little too cartoony slash like campy for this world that they've got him set in. I think I know what scenes you're talking it, yeah, about. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll go into it, but I mean, one of them, when, uh, when he starts singing Ave Maria and the classes kind of putting the, in between them, I understand what they were going for. Um, I, that, that song kind of repeats throughout the entire movie. It's almost like his theme mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Um, but when he's, when, when he starts belting it out and, um, you know, Batman's obviously got this glass separating them both. It, it, he started to kind of go on that, that villain who is now like, even though everything went wrong, um, for some reason he starts freaking about every, everything going wrong in his plan because Batman was supposed to be, you know, with him on this. Um, but then he sort of leans into the whole, actually, I know my own, own plan and it's going great. So like it was just a weird switch where when he started singing that song it kind of seemed like it seemed like a villain who belonged in almost like a Ben Affleck Batman universe, if you know what I mean. Like okay. a little more cartoony. Okay. Just a little bit more cartoony. Where this was very grounded. Yes. Like it, more right. so than um, you know, other Batman movies. Oh, yeah. Like Nolan Trilogy was super grounded, mm-hmm. very realistic. But this was even a step further down. Yes, yeah. Um, In a good way. Other than that, I mean, like I said, performances were great. Um, I think even though we didn't see all that much of Andy Serkis, uh, I think he was a great Alfred. I, 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 I kind of liked their... Um, I kind of liked that they weren't necessarily that buddy buddy oh. that we're used to. That's that's a, a main point I right? wrote down. Right, it's it's it was like I was expecting them to kind of be like, oh, like uh, another late night, sir, or like something, you know, like nudge each other and or like, like hey, you, Michael Caine and Christian Bale. Exactly. It's like, oh, taking the Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they're like little buddy buddy, and he's always giving him crap, and he's right. like, like, why do you do all those push ups? You know, and like yeah. all that stuff, and like. Uh, Colin and I are like going to try to not to compare this to the Nolan trilogy this it's whole episode, but we will we will at one point um, really focus on that. But yeah, no, I wrote that down as well. Yeah. as one of my one point that I that stuck out to me that I liked a lot. I just liked that a lot because I mean, you if you if you really look at the situation that they were put in, you know, Alfred Alfred never really signed up to be this guy's dad character. Right. His father character, he didn't. He was doing his job. Yeah. Um, and, and so... He clearly cares. Yeah. I think yeah. what what that relationship showed to me was that, like, Bruce is so deep inside this Batman persona where, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, the Batman is his true identity mm-hmm. and Bruce is, a, is the mask. And I'm going to get way more into this when we, like, go character by character and everything, but... It kind of showed that he doesn't care about his relationship with Alfred at this point, and he is so deep in it that like Alfred is just like, you know, maybe frustrated with him. Mm-hmm. Like obviously he's frustrated that he's not being the Bruce Wayne that people expect him to be. That's evident throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I enjoyed the relationship a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll touch on it more. Oh yeah. Um, um, and then a lot of the action sequences I think were raw, um, really cool. Yeah. Um, very, very realistic. Um, in that Batman doesn't go, you know, untouched in these fights. No. Like he he gets hit a lot. <laughs> like he He's takes eating bullets. He, yeah, he takes a beating. Um and I mean that's that's how it would be. I don't I don't care, you know, like how well you are trained in, you know, martial arts or whatever Alfred ended up teaching him. Um but you know, you are going to take hits when you're fighting six guys, six, seven plus guys. You're yeah. going to get hit. And I like how I like how they took that into account. They weren't just like, yeah, he's going to go, you know, unscathed. Yeah. Uh, just completely work this room of of criminals. Yeah. And then walk out, you know, untouched. So, the, yeah. The actual mm-hmm. fighting itself was also, in my opinion, the least... Uh, like obviously choreographed fighting it felt um you know in in that i think that goes across like the other comic book movies as well but this was very like in in my opinion like not like more of like a dance but it was like very just raw like like we said you know Mm -hmm. it's just like clearly just a fight they're both trying not to die (laughs) well it gave it it gave vibes of finn against kylo in that's Force actually what Awakens, I was just thinking right? about. Yeah, right? where it was super, like you said, super raw, and it's just two people. They don't care how good it looks; yeah. they want to win. That's exactly you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas, like the prequels are very choreographed and oh, yeah. dance, and like don't get me wrong, yeah. love the prequels and oh, yeah. love those fights. Like those are my favorite fights. Mm-hmm. But transitioning from that to the sequel trilogy, which is like very much more just like two people trying to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's a duel. Um, that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was a really cool point. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, like my initial reaction to the movie, like I, I like the night we saw it, I couldn't even kind of like put it all into words. Yeah. But like the next few days, I just couldn't stop thinking about Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and like every day, I was just like, you know. I'd go to, like, the gym and the rest of the staff. They know that, like, I'm, you know, into mm-hmm. Batman and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they'd ask me. I'd be like, guys, I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> but it was amazing. And, like, I just, you know, one night I was just sitting in bed, like, thinking about this movie and how good it was. And I don't know. I just thought it was so, so, so well done. And the more I think about it, the more I appreciate from it. Um, like, one of my favorite things is just, like, right off the bat, you are put into this detective world and you hear like Robert Pattinson's voiceover and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm, I'm in for this. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. like he's like giving his like little account of like Halloween night. It's raining, but they're still out. And I was just like, like people are still out to party. And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, and I liked how at the beginning we didn't like we see like the view of the kid in the ninja suit. Yes. And yeah. like I was like. Is that Bruce? Right. I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, is this a flashback? What's going mm-hmm. on here? Um, and then, you know, it turn, turns out to be the mayor and his kid and everything. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a cool way to open up the movie. Um, and you hear and you hear Paul Dano, Dano's Riddler's, like, weird, like, 
wheeze breathing because yeah. he's wearing this. It was like a winter winter military mask or yeah. something like that. You hear that like creepy breathing in the background. So like a part of me was like, this could be this could be Batman. Um, and he might be in like sort of like a prototype suit where his mouth is covered or something yeah. like that. That's the thing. Like you don't know. And then later on in the movie, there's actually um, a scene where you almost get that same perspective through um, through a lens, through binoculars or whatever it is. And it is Batman. And he's spying on Selena and trying to see what's going on. And yeah. it's, it's the same perspective. So you can see that like, you know... They use they use um, point of view shots throughout the movie that kind of puts you into the role of each side. Yeah, that I think is a really cool, way, a really cool just change up of view, um, and it's very immersive into that. And that's that's also why I feel like even just having one movie with this Gotham City, I feel like I know this Gotham better than. Any of the other ones in yeah. previous in previous Batman movies. This one was um, a good mix, in my opinion, of a, a lot of the previous ones, where it's very realistic. Like you get some aspects of it. I think I think it was very like New York City feeling. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they shot in other cities too. But you got that feeling. But then like some of it was so kind of like uh kind of I don't I don't know architecture architecture styles, but like. A very specific architecture style yeah. that felt almost like even a little Tim Burton and a little comic booky. Where I know what you mean? Yeah. In in those, you know, the it was it was like Wayne Manor. I think whenever he's in Wayne Manor, it's almost like this like archaic, yes. um, you know, like castle like features. Yeah. Um, and like gothic architecture, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Um, yeah, I just, like, I really appreciate that, like, it felt so, so many different things at the same time, where, like, I could feel the comic book vibe, I could feel the, when we're in um, Falcone's, uh, like, little den, mm-hmm. like, he's playing pool and everything, mm-hmm. and looking, it kind of looks over a main road, that felt pulled, str- that felt like it was pulled straight out of one of the Arkham video games, yes, and I can just, I could just imagine you in a video game exploring this little den looking for clues yeah and looking for like why you fought hunted whatever you know Uh, i was like i was like this is so cool and and there's other vibes throughout the movie too like just the streets were disgusting and sad and that's the thing dark right right i think i think this i think this movie gives you such a it it paints it gotham in the light that it's supposed to be it is it is a crime-ridden city like it is not supposed to be nice that's the whole deal um so every set design you'll first off a lot of it takes place um at night which is that makes sense you know yeah batman you know is gonna do most of his work at night he's a nocturnal animal now there he says it himself right (laughs) (laughs) um but it's just it's 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 a crappy place like and and they they keep that consistent throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, Robert Pattinson, or Bruce Wayne, Batman, whoever, he says like in his opening monologue, like journal entry, mm-hmm. 
that he's like, I don't even know if I'm making a difference. Crime has like doubled, whatever. He's he's saying a lot of the statistics for crime mm-hmm. have gone up since he became Batman. And I love how at the very beginning, we don't have this perception of like, oh, Batman's been there for two years and like things are getting better. He's right. like, I don't even know. This is this is getting worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he, and and he has that he has that great moment pretty much at the end where he's like, I can't I can't be that symbol of just vengeance. Yeah, that's the that that is this is honestly like almost an origin story of the Batman he's going to be. Yeah, without showing the real origin story that we've seen a million times. I couldn't agree more. It's they de- like. They they definitely did a good way of mm-hmm. showing growth and an origin, but like not just doing the same thing over right, and over again. Right, yeah. I loved that, and that theme of like right off the bat, the first time we see him, he like comes out of the shadows and beats up that gang, and he says, "I'm vengeance." Yeah. And like, first off, I mentioned to you, I mentioned this to you after the movie, but all the parts that were in the trailer mm-hmm. were just as satisfying. Still Still I was like, so because well. a lot of times, like with movies, you know, the trailer, you see like certain really cool parts, and mm-hmm. they just would have hit a lot harder. You're expecting, yeah, you're expecting it. But the yeah. vengeance part when he like beats up that guy, I was like, so that was so, so, so yeah. cool. Yeah. And like <laughs> when he's walking through the hallway in the mayor's house, and all yep. the cops are looking at him, I was like, this is so wonderfully shot. Yeah. I'm not like a, I don't, I don't, I'm not like a film no, student me, or anything. Like, yeah. But like, I think I can appreciate good film mm-hmm. and. Like, just the way it was shot, it was so cool. Um, all the music, like, the yeah. main theme. I was really happy that Something in the Way actually played such a big part. Oh, my gosh, And, yeah. like, yeah. definitely want to talk about that more. Um, but, oh, man, it was it was so well done. And I've totally lost my train of thought of where I was going with that before. We were just talking about, um, you know, him um, becoming sort of a symbol of hope oh, rather than the vengeance yeah. um, in the beginning. But and and you kind of they to, to back to that scene where he does beat up those thugs and stuff. Um, you kind of see them laying the foundation of him realizing that he can't be that for the people. He that he shouldn't be that for the people because even the man he saves ends up at the end looking at him and saying, "Please don't hurt me." Yeah, like like he like he doesn't he has no clue what this. For all he knows, this guy is just a psychopath who dresses up like a bat yeah. and beats the crap out of people. He he doesn't know that he's there to save him. Yeah. He doesn't know what his intentions are. He just saw him beat the crap it, out of a bunch of people. It, exactly. And he could be next. He yeah. doesn't know. Um, or he doesn't know, you know, if he, like, accepts payment. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he... he um, so... And in a town... In a, in a city like Gotham... Sorry, oh, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but in a city like Gotham, like... You don't expect someone to just be out there a do-gooder, no, like saving you. It's like he's like he's like I don't know what your stake is in this, but right. like please don't hurt me, right? You know, so I don't know totally. if you're with Falcone or like who who you're with, yeah. But um, right, everybody can be bought in this city, so oh, gosh. who knows if Batman has been bought? I, yeah, it it was so cool just to see how corrupt, not cool, but like this was the most corrupt Gotham we've ever oh my seen. Gosh, yeah. We're like all the cops, like everyone's in Falcone's pocket. People like, popping droplets all over the place, dude. Man. Popping droplets, dude, all I, over the place. Yeah, I think that's so. I think that was such a funny choice. That out of all the out of all the drugs that are out there, Matt Reeves had to make up. <laughs> he was just like, you know what? Screw it. 
It's not going to be. We're going to make our own drug. No. Everything else in this, this movie droplets. is like the most realistic right. superhero movie you could ever imagine. But we're going to make up our own drugs, which the... are a huge part of crime. Right. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. So, like, instead we've got the, the stuff that, you know, people are just dropping into their eyes and things like that. It just screws them up. I thought that was so fun. I was like, yeah. what? what a weird choice. But it didn't throw me off or anything. It's no, just, it's just no. very interesting yeah. that they did that. Like, you, um, you like, it, they did a good job of actually, like, showing people, like, using them. And yeah. then acting a certain way afterwards, so you kind of got the effects of them. You yeah. realized they were drugs, um, but yeah, that was that was funny. Um, Jeffrey Wright, he was so good. He was great. He was so like, you trust him. Oh yeah, you know. And like, I loved one note I made about his relationship with Batman was it was the two of them against the world. Absolutely, and like. There was a part where I think they're on the rooftop or something like that with the floodlight, and um, he's like, "Do you trust whatever?" Batman asked him if he trusts him. He's like, "You're the only person I trust." I was like, yeah. "Dang!" It's like, all right. Usually, you have like this whole dynamic where they're like, Ooh, "Hey, good cops." It's like I'm well, oh, mainly yeah, with, with yeah. like Gordon being yeah. like, "Hey, like I know you're doing good stuff, but yeah. like I need you to give me something." And right. he's just kind of like, "You're the only person I trust," and. They're like totally, you know, the two of them against together. Gotham, and right. I was like, "This is so cool." Yeah, and and I, I'm also glad that we didn't see um, we didn't see uh, him Im- immediately get bumped up to commissioner. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like a even though they did kill off the the previous commissioner. Yeah. It wasn't just like oh, you know, now Gordon is commissioner. Yeah. So now he's he's. The, the highest you can be in, in Gotham City Police, you're best friends with him. Right. Man. You know what I mean? So yeah. they, they've still got they've still got people uh, above them yeah. that are calling the shots. Um I'm glad I'm glad that they went with that choice too. Um and he he's got that great scene where <clears throat> he's keeping his cool throughout the entire film. I mean like he he has to hold a guy's severed thumb like and, oh and he gosh. still he still keeps his cool. He's kind of like, "Are you serious? Like, I have to do this." And then when Batman is in uh, GCPD, he's surrounded by cops, yeah. and they're about to take off his mask and stuff. Well, some of them are kind of saying like, "Oh, like you know, let's take off his mask. I want to see who this guy is." And they start reaching. He starts freaking out yeah. and nails one of the cops. Yeah, that is the one time that. Jeffrey Wright's uh, Gordon really like he needs to defend Batman. Yeah. So by doing to do that, he needs to get physical with him, which we, I never expected him to do. I was like, you know, he obviously looks at him as like, uh, you know, he's the muscle. Yeah. I just need to I need to do my work as a cop. He'll be the muscle, but also obviously he's smart, so he'll help me out with the with the detective work. But he straight up throws him up against a wall and he's like, This is not the way to do this. Yeah. And that's and and it it was like it was like a dad kind of yeah. being like, Hey man, to I a very it. young kid, yeah. I get it. I get it. I'll I won't let them take off your mask, but this is not the way to do it. Okay. Totally. I, once you start fighting with the police that's when you are screwed, man. Yeah. That's when you're immediately out and they dub you. You know, they're already saying things. They they already don't like Batman, obviously, because yeah. he's a vigilante. But the minute you... 
finally give them a reason to be up in arms over you, you are screwed. And yeah. he catches that so quick. And he's like, I know where this is going. If this continues, I stop. can't save you. Right. Yeah. And and I can't help you with and that. So like, I need to stop it now. He has this like mutual, like they have this mutual respect with each other where mm-hmm. he can just kind of throw Batman against the right. glass. And Batman's not going to, you know, like, he's like, hey, you're, yeah, he's like, I'm actually going to listen to you. And then they have that great scene where, you know, he's just, he's basically walking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, in the other guys when they're, yeah, (laughs) they're like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, you know, exactly. They're they're having that whisper, that whisper, like fight discussion. He's, he's telling them sort of how to escape. Um, It looks like he's getting in his face. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he's like, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's so You're so well done, me. and he he gives him a good punch. Um, I also liked how when they see each other in the next scene, he's like, "You could have pulled your punch." He's like, "I did, I did." Yeah, I was yeah. Like, that was that was super like, especially coming from Robert Pattinson, it was super like, "Oh, I'm edgy. I did pull my punch." Yeah, uh, you thought that that was my full. Force. You think that was my best? <laughs> I. Uh... But it was also like also a like cocky young kid. Type of thing it's to his, say. It's his it totally, second year, and he's yeah. probably what, like, in he, his late twenties. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's such a. That's such I imagine a, one of one of us was Batman. Right. I'd be like, the yeah. hockeyest person in the world. I'd be yeah. like, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> it's it's me. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Don't tell anyone though, uh, except like your neighbor and like. I fight bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Never been killed. <laughs> um, but speaking of which, uh, what'd you think of Robert Pattinson overall? I liked him. I um, and I think I think when they first announced that he was going to be Batman, I was kind of like, meh. I was like, okay, because mostly because we've seen we've seen actors and actresses do really well with certain roles that otherwise they would not be cast as. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, we've seen them lose themselves into roles, and and honestly, like obviously Robert Pattinson, the first thing you're going to think of is like Twilight and stuff like that. But to be fair, he has done a lot of a lot of movies yeah. that he's been great in. So a lot um, of really good recent stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and he's a, he is a great actor. Um, I I think I liked his Batman, and I'm. I'm hesitant to say this only because this is this is totally this is totally I'm I'm super biased because I love a good Bruce Wayne that is like that suave playboy. Yeah. But this just isn't that Batman. No. You know. So it's it it, it isn't that Bruce Wayne. It isn't that story. Um so I was kind of going in hoping that he would like ham it up a little bit, you know, with with some of the big wigs in Gotham at some point, but it, then I kind of caught myself and I was like, you know, he is year two. He obviously is still dealing with a lot of, a lot of trauma. Yeah. Like you can see it in his look. You I don't see, think he smiles once. <laughs> and you get, you see him continuously get more like triggered mm-hmm. from like, like his parents' death. Like the more, the more information that comes out, you see like he is just getting crippled by yeah. it. Yeah. And he is struggling through all of what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see him with Alfred, like, you seem like he says something about, like, I never wanted to feel that fear 
of losing mm-hmm. someone again. Right. And I was like, oh, that's really – that's deep. And, yeah. like, I – And he's like – It and hit like, me in the gut. Yeah. And he's um, like, I thought I trained that out of myself. Yeah. And it's yeah. still there. And oh, my gosh. Like, dude, like – He has – he's – yeah. So but that's what keeps – that's what keeps Bruce Wayne around, I feel like. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? That feeling. And to your, to your point about, like, don't – like – a lot of people are judging him on something that he wasn't trying to be. Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. They're they're judging him on. They're like, oh, but he was a bad Bruce Wayne. I was like, oh. like I don't want to be that guy who thinks he knows everything. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I think I think those people who are saying that are missing the point of this Batman, mm-hmm. where Alfred comes downstairs at one point and he's like, you have to go do this as Bruce Wayne with these, you know, whatever stakeholders or something. He's like, I don't care. He like yeah, immediately brushes up. it off like. Like a 16-year-old trying to be told to go clean his room or take the trash out. He's like, I don't care about that. Right. All I care about is my angst. And like, but like, you know, it's like, all I care about is Batman. Right. And like, he's like you don't understand. Like, it, he, and I think he really is, and I mean this in the in the best way, like, supposed to be kind of like an, like an angsty kid who's yeah. like, who's going through something he is so fixated on. Oh, yeah. Um, Because of, you know this trauma that happened in his past. Um, and that's all he cares about. And he, he's like, I could give a crap less about if, you know, the Wayne name is, you know, looking good or not. Yeah. And right. then this whole movie happens where the Waynes get thrown under the bus. Yes. Um, but I, I, my, uh, I, I loved Robert Pattinson as, as Bruce Wayne and mm-hmm. Batman. I thought he was, he did a great job. I like when he got casted. I was definitely really excited about that. Um, a little biased, you know, like him in Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, among other things, bring that centric <laughs> energy. <laughs> and uh, but I uh, no, I, I thought he was going to do a great job, and he totally lived up to, if not exceeded, my expectations. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed his Batman a lot. And one thing I saw an interview with him and Zoe Kravitz, and they're talking about his ability to show so much emotion through his eyes Mm -hmm. and um you know we've seen this like with bane um yes in dark knight rises where like you know he has to show all of his emotion with his eyes and his eyebrows and tom hardy did a great job like that Mm -hmm. with that um this batman like especially in scenes when he's like just like in the the first scene we see him in the mayor's uh study or whatever and he's just kind of like standing there like and he's just like a huge presence though yeah and he's just kind of staring and like observing and being very calculated. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. It. I just thought. I thought he's he just walking a... around and like he'll like point out clues or yeah. or just like kind of like lean over something that's interesting and like, then you like, see. I know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And like and like you see like the police kind of like start to like not at not immediately move over to where he is, but sort of like. Uh, maybe I'll take a peek at that so too. Maybe, um, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was onto something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like they don't want to. They don't want to give him the satisfaction of like them being like, oh, he found this clue. They want to kind of. But as soon as he like turns away from what he's looking at, yeah. they'll like quickly go over and see what he was looking right, at. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like I liked that a lot too. Um, but speaking of Zoe Kravitz, she was great. I thought she was great. She was fantastic. I. I really, really liked her as Catwoman. What one thing I can say about all of these characters that are kind of name characters, like how they had Confro as Penguin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is they had these characters that we know that 
filled in like spots of a movie that like they weren't forced into the movie right you know these characters were necessary for the movie to progress the storyline to you know move forward yes but they just happen to be characters that we know and will play a big role in the future. And I thought that was perfect. Like it's, they, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, we want we want Penguin to be in this movie, so we're gonna create a like so he's just gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, he, him in. Like no, he's like number two to Falcon, and yeah. he, you know, it was important for Batman to go talk to him and chase him down, and we'll get into that. And it but, and it makes and makes sense for this universe where they might not necessarily be the big bads right now. But the fact that you know now that they are our player yeah. in this whole big Gotham game, that's that's how you build a universe. I agree. That those big name guys aren't necessarily always going to be the ones causing the big problems at that time. Right. But they're doing their own stuff. They're sitting back and watching, being calculated, yep. and figuring out how they can you know seize whatever power. Right. You know, like right. if there's a right now, like. Obviously, at the end of this, Penguin's doing that. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I really like Zoe Kravitz. Good. I thought she did yeah. a great job. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just didn't feel like anything she was doing was that forced. Like, she was a good character. She seemed pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, and the fact the fact that um, when they, they introduce, you know, uh, Batman can record stuff with his contact oh lenses. my gosh Super cool. that was so cool really like that really like that a lot and i and i also liked it because the live feed is sort of like a grainy like almost like like yellowish um color mm. like it's not it's not like high def or anything oh, yeah. like that it's it's kind of grainy um i liked how when when catwoman and and uh batman kind of get involved he sends Selena to go sort of semi undercover. Yeah. Um, into what is it, the iceberg lounge? Yeah. Yeah. Um and she has her own motives and goes towards her own motives. She doesn't she's she's using Batman just as much as he's trying to use her. Right. And I think that is the if they if they had just had her be like okay yeah I'm doing what Batman wants I'm gonna talk to this guy talk to this guy the minute anything to do with uh, her finding her friend shows up she's, she's like, going Peace. towards that yeah she's like screw you man like I, this is what I'm here for I don't really care that was about, realistic of them to yeah. have her do that because it's not like she just met Batman she exactly. doesn't know who Batman is he's yeah. this weird dude who wears a mask and a cape and like right. is running around the city you know it's like and why would she trust him she's just as capable as him too yeah so like it's it's not like she like has to look at him and be like oh I need him for protection in case something goes wrong yeah. she doesn't need she doesn't need no man yeah you know like she she can handle herself and she shows that multiple times um, I like the tie in that she was Falcone's daughter that he didn't know about yeah, I was, I, I was kind of looking for that to play into her wanting to kill him like a little bit more, you know, like mm-hmm. if I feel as though if she had found out something about maybe like, maybe like her mother was actually like murdered by one of Falcone's guys and he gave the word to do it that would have made a little bit more sense to to kind of 
to put that um, to put that whole like B plot in. I feel like that would have made sense for that to happen. Yeah. But I feel like she already had enough motive to kind of want to kill him from him straight up them having evidence that he killed her friend, like right. like one of her close friends. So like I was I was waiting for I was waiting for that uh plot element to kind of I don't know, be expanded upon just a little bit. Just the fact that, you know, he's her father. Yeah. But I feel like they never really showed that all that much. Like, did it, did he know? Because she, she says it at the end, right? Yeah, she, but like, she, yeah. like, he didn't know until that point. Okay, okay. Um, right. Because she mentions something about, like, her mom dying and he yeah. never showed up. But then at the end, she's, like, telling him that she's his daughter. Right. It's very clear that she's like, it's me, your daughter. You didn't even know about yeah. it. You know, it's like, it's not like a, it's not anything he knew before, I, I don't think. I'm right. seeing it again on Friday, so I yeah, won't be. Get clarification. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. My dad and I are going to go see it. Shout out to uh, Will Chadwell. Out there. Nice. Will nice. Chadwell. They were calling Will. him Will. Oh. William. Wow, William Chadwell. Bill. <laughs> I call him Dad. Yeah, pops. Yeah. Well, Mr. Will. Chadwell, I hope you really enjoy the movie. Thanks. <laughs> I will not be calling you William ever. I tried that in like high school, and I was like, "Hey, Bill," and he was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Um, this goes no further. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, uh, another thing about the movie that like has been pointed out by a bunch of people. I'm not the first one to point this out, but. Right off the bat, it's a serial killer movie. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you see the Riddler, like, behind the mayor, and it's, it's, just, it's just like, one thing, yeah, that scared me. But it's like, this was a this was a crime, you know, serial killer thriller mm-hmm. that happened to have Batman characters in it. Yeah. Like, it was, it was written, it could have been written like just a serial killer movie, mm-hmm. and then there's like, oh, well, we can put this character in here, and this, and that. And, like, you know, Batman could have just been, like, a hotshot detective. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't play by the rules. World's greatest detective. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, you know, like, in this corrupt city. But, no, it's Batman and Catwoman. She could have just been, like, a thief. You know, it's, like, right. it's just, like... Yeah. No, you're, you're it's totally all right. all these characters... And that's why, like, I, I think this took it even a, a another, la- like, layer down or another level down of it being so realistic and grounded. Mm-hmm. Um because, like, really there's nothing in this movie. Like, even the, the chase scene. Oh, yeah. You watch it, and, like, I was thinking, like, there is nothing in this chase scene. The only thing that was, like, over the top was at the very end, the explosion. But it's yeah. like a gas tanker exploding. Right, right. So it's not over the top. But there, it, that's just, it was the most action movie thing about it. Oh, yeah. But the rest of it was just two cars chasing each other. And, like, they weren't, like, you know, m- making the most amazing, you know, Lane shifts Tokyo to barely, drive. yes, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. It was right. very realistic. Um, they weren't constantly going off of jumps or yeah. anything like that. He has that one big jump at the yeah, end, I but like that, that was yeah, cool. That was a really <laughs> cool one, and and also like it, it, that that just roided out muscle car. Oh like, my gosh, it was so cool. It's, it, it was it was really cool. I going from it's funny like seeing the progression of the Batmobile because like. 
you know, Adam West, it's like a convertible with like red details mm-hmm. and the bat symbol on it. And it's like, come on, Robin. And yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's like, it is, that is, it is out there, the Batmobile. And then you mm-hmm. see like all four of them in 89 and in the 90s, they are like, I don't even know how to describe them. Like, a, it's not a car, it's not a tank. It's no. like, it's the Batmobile. Yeah. And then you get, you know, Nolan's Tumblr. Yeah. And it's like a tank and it's yeah. more, more, way more realistic. Mm-hmm. But this was just like, oh yeah, we took a charger and we made it way faster. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, which which is what it would be. You know what I mean? Like he he doesn't have he doesn't have those connections to like military tech. Like, right. He's not going to be walking around with a tank. We don't see Wayne Enterprises at all. I don't no. think. Mm-mm. Like other than like the reference of like stakeholders, or right? Something. And they talk about like the accountants are here, like yeah. the finance people are here, or something. Like but he that. doesn't. He doesn't have like Lucius Fox. Nope. Building him cool stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought that was a great, like stylistic choice. Just like having this like muscle car in this, you know, rainy, dirty city driving through. It just made so much sense where like, if you had like a crazy Batmobile, it'd be like, that seems so out of place again. Yeah. yeah, Again, it's just like, you know, this hotshot detective that doesn't play by the rules and he has this really cool And Dominic Toretto. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, it just just fit in really well. Mm -hmm. So, I thought that was cool. Love that, yeah. Love that. Love the chase scene, too. Um, I loved it. It was like, I don't know. It was so cool. Um, The explosion was amazing. And then, I I like the relationship and like everything about the penguin. I thought me too. Like he's not, he's obviously not a good guy. No, but like yeah, he's just kind of like a means to finding out more for Batman. And but he's not like they're not like directly enemies. No, like Batman's no. going to him for information, and I love how he like. He pulls him aside. He's like, take it easy, sweetheart. And yeah. I was like, this is a cool little like, back and I forth like they this. have. Yeah. yeah, I like this penguin. Yeah, yeah. and then like. I don't know. He's like a cocky penguin, where like you usually he's a gangster. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, like that's that's all he is. Yeah, like, and like you just see, uh, like before we have like this like short little pump like Dane DeVito, <laughs> <laughs> which don't get me wrong, I love yeah, that. Yeah. But like he's kind of like he he always has like trauma from being picked on as a kid and stuff, and like mm-hmm. being kind of like or he has like the deformities or whatever. And then like this, we just have like this kind of badass gangster yeah. and like. He's like very sure of himself, and he goes by Oz. He goes by love, Oz. Love yeah. that. It was yeah. just, it was he was such a good character, and it could have, again, could have just been like a number two to uh, to Falcone, but it was like, but it was the Penguin, and then we're gonna see where that goes. Yeah, because because the minute Falcone is, you know, first off, taken into custody, but then ultimately killed yeah. while he's trying to while they are trying to take him into custody um you see him immediately start uh talking to falcon and be like i can't believe you would do you this I, yeah you rat like you it, trying to turn all of his guys against him so that he can like, come on guys let's yeah get him. yeah like, yeah he's yeah. like he's like hey i'm i'm pretty much next in line so i really need to drive it home that this guy screwed all of us that yes. he was working with cops he was, you know, he was he was working for the enemy the whole time. Um, so you see that like switch where like he's Falcone's best bud, and then the minute he he has a chance to weasel his way up to the top, he yeah, goes sees that him. opportunity. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was so cool, and I think they're playing the long game here. Um, 
and being patient and learning from the mistakes of the DCEU Mm -hmm. where, you know, kind of like we said before, like these characters are there and like we know we're getting to know them, but it's not like let's throw Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Lex Luthor, right. Doomsday, like all these characters all at once. It's like, it's like way too much at once. This is like way more calculated. It feels at least Catwoman mentions like Bloodhaven once and it's just like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like again, the DC world is going on around the this story. Yeah. So like yeah, like little nods to that is cool, you know, like and then the um the reporter who was killed um by Falcone who was like had all the yes. other Wayne's his last name is Elliot, which is the last name of Hush. So, mm-hmm. you know, could be setting up that could be uh you know, when they when they were started talking about that I thought that they were going to actually go in the direction that the Riddler and Hush were going to be the same person. Oh I thought gosh. I thought Paul Dano was going to be the son of that reporter. Oh uh, wow! I yeah, didn't even think about and that. I, and I was just like, oh, they're gonna like they're gonna mix like like can they do that? The character <laughs> Hush and and Riddler or like yeah, um, but yeah, that, that was funny that you that you said that. Um, but I was thinking that, but yeah, they I mean going forward. They could easily go down that road. Um, yeah, and I think I I don't think they've I don't think they've signed off on a second or anything. But Robert Pattinson has straight up said like I'll absolutely do a trilogy. Like I would yeah. lo- I would love to do a second a sequel or a tri- or a full trilogy. Yeah, and I think that I, I don't know if anything's like greenlit, but mm-hmm. I think that was the intention going into it. And Matt mm-hmm. Reeves said like Yes, I'll do it. As long as I don't have too many, like, or actually, I think he didn't want anybody telling him what characters to put in. Like, he was like, this is my own thing. This is not part of the extended universe. Yeah. Like, this is going to be, I'm not going to have anyone telling me to shoehorn characters in. Like, we are we are doing our own thing, and that that's what it Good is. Good for him. I mean, look at... Look how well it turned out. <laughs> look at the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Mm. Just a... Yeah. All in all, a fantastic trilogy. Man, I don't really want to rewatch that. Dude, <laughs> we can do it. We have, we the have technology. technology. <laughs> <laughs> not like those damn dirty apes. They don't, they don't have that technology yet. But not no, yet, they, those are great movies. And and he knows how to he knows how to make certain plot uh, you know plot elements sort of a slow burn that end up paying off. Yeah, like in later installments yeah he knows how to do that he knows how to orchestrate a full story especially for a single character if you think of caesar throughout the planet of the apes just imagine all of the development that has gone through that character oh imagine that with batman for three full movies of him recently starting out as batman heck they could even do now he's you know next time we jump in he's year seven batman yeah five years have passed He's learned more. Um, he's, you know, uh, Riddler's still in uh, Arkham. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they could do a lot with this. They they left it very open ended. They didn't they they didn't really have any sort of uh, end end credit scene where it was like, here's what to expect from the next one, which I think was smart. I agree, and the only thing. They had close to that was yeah. obviously the Joker and Arkham, and like 
what I'm, I would love to hear what you think about this. Yeah. Okay. So, so for, for everybody listening, um, sort of a big spoiler is that at some point in the movie, we see Paul Dano's Riddler in Arkham, um, and his stall mate or, or in a, in a cell, uh, right near, next. right next to him. Adjacent to. Adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a cell adjacent to. Um, is Barry, Barry Keegan. Is that how you, Kogan? Something. Yeah. He, I, he played, um, he played Druid in, uh, the, uh, uh, Eternals. Yeah. Um, he was also in Dunkirk. Was he He's in, been uh, in a decent amount of stuff now? There was something else I was thinking about that he was in. Was it, he in like 19... What, what was it? 1918? Or what was oh, it? 1917. 1917. Was he in that? I actually never saw that one. Might have been in that. I didn't see it either. Um, there, was, there was one other I was thinking of. Yeah, let me... But, um, but pretty much, he, yeah, he's he is supposed to be the Joker. You never... You see the side of his face and you kind of see some scars leading up. Um, and actually, at, at first, with his haircut that he's going for... I thought he was Two-Face. I thought he was Two-Face, too. And then they really lean into him he laughing. Like a clown he, thing. Yep. Yeah. He he mentions that, and then you know starts laughing maniacally, laughing, and it sounds like a Joker. So I'm guessing you know he's going to be you know the next Joker. Oh, killing a sacred deer. He was in Dunkirk. Oh, was he in um, Lawless? That, no, he was not in Lawless. I don't think so. You know what movie I'm talking about? About yeah. the Moonshiners? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think he was, though. I don't know who I'm thinking of in that movie. Um, there but, Will Be Blood? Uh, was he in that? Uh, but anyway, yeah. so... <laughs> when I, yeah. I want to I wanna hear, hear your take well, on them introducing this. I think it depends on how they go after this. Yeah. If this is like a long-term gratification thing where we see him as the main bad in like two movies. I think that's my ideal scenario. I am a little, I'm getting like Joker saturation or exactly like exactly. It's like, it's kind of how I felt when like star Wars kept giving us Darth Maul and Mandalorians and like, don't get me wrong. (laughs) I love seeing that. <laughs> I can't get enough of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I take that back. I, but like, it's how some people felt about right. Darth Maul and the Mandalorians right. when it was just like constantly those were the themes of mm-hmm. anything coming out in Star Wars. And, I, you know, we had Heath Ledger, which we don't even need to talk about. Amazing performance. Oh, yeah. best One of the best villains ever mm-hmm. in you know cinema. Um and then they, like, a few years later, have Jared Leto. And I was so excited about Jared Leto. Me too. And, like, um, unfortunately, he didn't do, you know, that movie. It was just not great. Yeah, and not he didn't get the – I don't think he got the opportunity he deserved in that role. Um, and then we get Joaquin Phoenix. And the, and Joker was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. It was such a good, disturbing movie. Never want to watch it again. Yeah. I, had, <laughs> I saw so, it once. It's really hard to it was great. go back to. I will watch it again. <laughs> I gotta be in the mood and I've gotta watch it with someone. I'm not gonna sit at home no and be way. like, man, Friday night, can't wait to get depressed. <laughs> yeah. Like Um But uh I just feel like it's a it's like do something else. Like and I I want like 
the thing is, I will go watch it and I will love it. And I will be so happy about watching him as the Joker. I will appreciate it so much. I just think, like, especially with what they've done with this movie, they would have known just do a different bad guy. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, There's so many yeah. characters in Batman's rogue gallery. Like, yeah, there are so many good ones. Like, I loved how Nolan opens his trilogy with Scarecrow. Right. And Ra's al Ghul. It's like, who so and who? Like, yeah, right. It's like, the the average moviegoer isn't going to know who either of those are, but then you care about them and they're good bad guys. So, I thought, I don't know. I, I'm excited about it. And the actor himself, I he like I won't think anything bad of his portrayal until no. he proves that. No, like if he if he has a bad per- performance, then I will think something. But like I'll give him the the time of day yeah, until he proves be it. Be open to it, right? Right. That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I mean I I completely agree with you, and I think a part of me kind of sighed when I did realize that it wasn't Two Face, and they were doing Joker again, and I was like, I was like. Matt Reeves, you you don't have to do this. That's the thing, and you make a great point. It's it's almost like it's almost like the Guardians of the Galaxy effect, where oh, not a lot of people knew about them, so they could they could do whatever they wanted, really. Yeah, um, and they could stick st- from from what I've seen, they stick pretty close to the court of, to the material to the comic book material, but if if he picks somebody, you know, not well known out of out of Batman's Rose Gallery, like he's free to do whatever he wants with that villain. Yeah. Like he can make them as realistic as he wants, he can make them um as relatable as he wants, which is what I don't see happening with this Joker. That's that's my only problem with it. From him already being like locked up in Arkham, they already have processed him before. Yeah. And for even though it would be cool to see a young Joker versus a young Batman, the fact that Matt Reeves has come out and said in the two years that Batman has been Batman, he's come across Joker and he was the one who put him in Arkham. Yeah. The fact that they've already met is it's kind of frustrating to me. I yeah, I I think it would have been more interesting to see, like, Batman's r- initial reaction to someone like the Joker. But we also don't know mm-hmm. what this Joker's going to be like. That's true. So, I mean, the, op- like, the optimist in me is, like, you know, give it a chance until they prove me wrong again. Yeah. Where, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to judge anything before I see, you know, if this is the trilogy, until I see all three movies. Right. And then I'll judge That's it true. as a whole. That's true. Um, or like when like when both that was coming out. Mm-hmm. Also, stay tuned. Uh, yeah. one <laughs> we'll of these episodes we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> We're but, just giving you guys time to catch up on it and finish yeah. it. Or like the last season of Game of Thrones. I was like, yeah. I was like, they could save this in one episode and make every single episode better. Make yes, you know, right, and make the season great. So I'm not going to judge yeah. a season until did it's they over. That? They absolutely did not. I wasn't even going to. But but that's my that was my mindset about mm-hmm. the final season of you know Game of Thrones, and that's yeah. my mindset about this. It's like you know what? There, there's a Joker, but that's all we know. 
So I'm going to give it, I'll give it the time of day. I'll give it like all my optimism until they prove me wrong. Um, one thing that was, oh, this was so cool. I, uh, there's an interview with Matt Reeves and he originally wanted to have the Joker and Batman have a relationship similar, like a Silence of the Lambs thing, where Batman goes to the Joker as if he's Hannibal Lecter to get a profile on that's Riddler. That's really cool. And I was like, why didn't you do that? You should have done that. That would have like, been dope. Yeah. So oh my gosh. I I was so sad to hear that didn't happen. Um, and then Matt Reeves also talked about how he wants this Joker to be not just like he fell into um, you know a vat of acid yeah. or he like has the scars like Heath Ledger like he has a uh, like condition where he cannot stop smiling and like he's been like ridiculed his whole life for it mm-hmm. and it's like similar to this uh, silent uh, film uh, I think it's called like the, the man who smiles or something like uh, that yeah. it's a very someone someone listening will be like be like, this idiot doesn't know this movie. <laughs> um, but it's, I'm blanking on what it's actually called. Leave a comment if you've seen that movie. Please do. Um, help me out. Um, and rip Adrian apart for not knowing it. Yeah, but just don't dislike <laughs> the video. <laughs> but just, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but that is where my train of thought is ended because I lost. No, he's got, well, he's got, we were talking about his scars and like started. I, he's going, I, so, I, so, I, so I, instead, like, of star, instead of scars, what do you think? It is. Do you think it's like? Well, first I actually thought. What's the actor's name who does Cal Castus in? Um, and he's in Shameless. Ooh, um, yeah. Um, who? I mean, he plays essentially a Joker. Yes. In Gotham again, another uh, Cameron Monaghan. Yeah. So, um, thanks for looking that up. Yeah. Um, I originally I turned to you at the end of the movie. I was like, was that Cal Castus? Yeah. Because like, are they bringing him in from? Yeah. I thought, like, maybe a little, like, I, but I was like, is this in the Gotham world? But they would never do that. I'm, and I'm very glad they didn't do yeah, that. Yeah. But, um, but I, I did think it'd be cool if they just had him, Cameron Monaghan, play the Joker in this. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he has that kind of thing where his mouth is always smiling. Or like Jack Nicholson, when he falls into yeah. Yeah, he the acid, that. his smile, he's always smiling. Mm-hmm. Um so it would be like that, where his face is like stuck like that, but it's more of a gen, like whatever. He was born that way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what Matt Reeves was talking about. Okay, right, yeah. And and I can see that being super creepy too. Yeah, so like I guess super creepy. And I know what you mean by the scars. Yeah, on his face. yeah. Like, but it wasn't like like it. It, it, was, it wasn't like mouth scars. No. Um. It was like he just had like like that's why I thought it was two face. It was like on scars. his cheek. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, but yeah, maybe just like through his like fights with Batman or growing up or a part of his condition is, you know, he's got some sort of scars on his, scarring on his face or something like that. And maybe that's why he puts on makeup. Makeup. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. I, I, I really am interested to see, obviously, like I want to see what they do with the character. I mean, nothing, nothing I say about me wanting a different character in it. And it it is, it is just because of the Joker saturation. It's an oversaturated character at this point. If they had waited, if they had waited just a little bit, I think they would have been in the clear. Or they could have proven, I feel like they really could have proven something to make a trilogy with zero Joker references. Yeah. Yeah. They're on the right track to make an amazing trilogy. Right. Where and just like for them to do that without the Joker and have that 
draw. Obviously, the Joker sells so well yes. ever since yeah. The Dark Knight. Right. So um, that's going to get people into seats for sure. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's the only why, the reason why he was in the uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I did like Jay Leto at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, though. Yeah. So did I. So that did was I, cool. Yeah. That that part made four hours. I mean, the whole movie was good, but that final scene in like the post-apocalyptic with him dealing with batman like them like, kind of being on the same team of just survivors <laughs> i did like that yeah i did too. like that and i like i like batflick yeah 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 i think um i think we'll just really quick go into just our comparing the two uh, well compare down yeah. let's let, let's let's sort of compare this batman to previous batman installments um and to Ben Affleck's, uh, to Batfleck, um, to compare that, I think, I think, I personally sort of wish Batfleck had gotten his own movie. I agree, and and it's not even necessarily that I liked Ben Affleck. It was more so I liked how cartoony and comic book his way of his fighting was. You see that like. Sort of small glimpse. You see a decent amount of it in Justice League, but a lot of it is just him fighting a bunch of parademons. Which it's it, that's not Batman. That that doesn't feel like He's, Batman to me. You can put any action hero in there. exactly. Yeah. We, but in uh, Dawn of Justice, Batman versus Superman, mm. when he goes to get Superman's mom, and he takes out that warehouse of guys. Yeah, and he is doing. He's doing flips. He is using the grappling gun to fling crates at people. Yeah. I'm like, I would watch a whole movie of this. 100%. I know. I wish the DCU had done all those characters justice. Uh, <laughs> justice. No nice. There we yeah. go. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, Adrian's <laughs> yeah. on a whole night. Um, but uh, I, have a, I have a different view on that movie. I like, I like that. Don Justice. On Don Justice, yeah. I first time not to go down a rabbit hole, but I remember You gotta watch the ultimate edition. Gotta watch the ultimate That's edition. That's all you gotta like, Yeah. And like I remember going to the theater and like we hadn't realized the DCU wasn't good at this point. Like <laughs> yeah. Man of Steel was the only one that came out and that was a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie, yeah. And like and it like if nothing else, you get a really cool trailer with the Lord of the Rings music in it for yeah. some reason. <laughs> and like but uh but then this was like the first movie where we're like, oh, this isn't good. Maybe and it's kind of falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's and I watching the Titanic scrape across the I was, iceberg. I was so excited for this movie, and like I remember, like it was a Thursday night, and uh, we we're in college, and like I go see it, and I go and like walk out of the theater, and like I did not have a great reaction. And I was like, "What the f was that?" <laughs> and then like. I go to a bar, like, everyone's at, like, the usual Thursday bar, and they're like, how was it? I was like, eh, like, I'm gonna let it sit for a little yeah. while, which I do anyways before yeah. I give it a rating, but, like, that was, like, I was like, I don't even want to say a bad thing about right. this movie right now. Um, but anyways, yeah, let's compare. So everyone right now is comparing the Batman to the Dark Knight. Yeah, 100%. The, right. the Dark Knight going into this was, for a lot of people, the bar that was set mm-hmm. for a Batman movie, as well as just a realistic grounded superhero movie um so what do you think i 
I think we also both separately ended up watching The Dark Knight this <laughs> past weekend. Um, so we're, we both recently, yeah. Except that's a movie that I've seen. Like I can't even. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hundreds of times. Um, I don't know my iPod. You know, watched on the bus <laughs> in high school. <laughs> you're a true fan. Yeah. Um, what are you watching Adrian Batman? I like him. Oh, uh, Batman you. again. Yeah, I like it more than you. Don't worry. <laughs> With my skull you're just mouthing headphones. the words like as, as and then like you look at you in the corner of your eye, you just see someone look at you. It's like, oh, I know the words. Yeah, I know all the words. I am the Joker. I'm a chubby eighth grader. <laughs> um, thoughts. So I'm gonna. I'll lead. I'll lead us off with saying. Matt Reeves, the Batman, does not push that bar any higher. Okay. It. It for me, it doesn't. Okay. Um. I I think I like, I like the Matt Reeves Gotham, better than the Nolan Gotham. Only because it, the Nolan Gotham. They they. They don't show, they tell throughout the entire trilogy of how bad it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. It, you, you always hear either politicians constantly talking about, oh, you know, things, things are, are worse, worse than, than ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, like, like, people constantly talking about the crime, um, how how terrible it is. Rachel's constant, constantly like, oh, like, you know, people are homeless out there. Like, you got to be helping and stuff like that. But... Then you like look at the city and it's just like, well, th- this looks like a normal city. It's like, like I don't freaking Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, like they got a great football team. Right? Yeah. Hopefully like they, they got, don't all die. <laughs> got, right. <laughs> so like, so this, uh, the Batman Matt Reeves does a really good job of like I said before, showing Gotham for what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a crime-ridden city. Um, it is a. It is. It, it is a fictional city for a reason yeah where like they they didn't even want to use like new york city as an example because it's so much worse as far as like corruption poverty levels like you know like yeah it it is a whole nother thing where they had to create a new city in order for you to be able to escape and put your mindset into how bad it is it's like um, imagine a city where every public figure is corrupt and let's Gangs and stuff like that do anything they want. Yeah, <laughs> like and that's, that, that's get, what it would look like. We yeah. get this in the Batman. That's what it would look like. Um, what, what about you? Did you think? Did you do you like Nolan's Gotham? Oh, as far better? as Gotham, yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah, no, itself. I I like this one more. Mm. Um, and I want to preface all of this with saying my whole comparison. I think. I'm getting. I'm gonna continue to be open about, like, open minded about mm-hmm. about it, and like, it like it be open to change. Yeah. Um, just because you know a lot of people are saying, like, anyone who's saying that they like the Batman more than the Dark Knight, you know, people who don't agree are saying like, oh, recency bias, and like, oh, it just came out and you're excited, and, right? Like, right. Um, yeah. So I and the reason why I love the Dark Knight so much is like it holds up. It like the it it. <laughs> Stands the Absolutely. test of time. It's a it's a phenomenal movie. So I think a lot of what what'll determine you know the Batman versus the Dark Knight is its longevity and and like how it ages. And I don't see that. Um, I don't see it aging poorly. I see mm. it. I see it aging very very well. 
but so let me preface it with that. So, but I I do like um, the Batman's Gotham more than the Dark Knight's Gotham as well, and a big part of it is because you you do see Nolan's Gotham very much as just another city in the United States. Yeah. You know, like you see them with their football team, like I mentioned. You see, um, like you ha- you automatically have characters like. Um, uh, you know Harvey Dent, who are just yeah. like good people right. doing good work, trying to fix the city. You have Rachel Dawes mm-hmm. doing. You know, there's corruption in Batman Begins, but like that's just with Falcone and like the yeah. mafia and like all this stuff. And it's just like, oh, there's gangs. Yeah, pretty much. But it's right. like still not that 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 bad of a city. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the worst places you see are like shipping docks, and it's like, a, you know, a bunch of shipping containers does not. A terrible city make you, you see that in like Arrow, you know, yeah. like you see that in yeah. in every in every superhero show or movie right. that's in a city. So yeah, I think you know those felt like very much like oh, I could go to any city and see this level of crime and corruption. But then like the Batman was like a whole other level of like it was like it's bad. Out I, here. I don't even want to look at that no. city on a map. <laughs> it is dirty. It's dungy. Yeah, everyone's mean. Everyone and like. Everyone just gets sucked into this greed and the corruption, and oh, it was crazy. To see yeah. That. Oh man. Yeah. So. So next next thing I kind of want to compare is the score. We got to go over these score. I know this is a really this is hard, hard one. one. Uh, oh, give me so, a little, give me a little demo of the Batman score. Oh, Cause it's it's, it's kind of yeah. It's kind of it, it's. I can't quite think of it right now. I've got the Dark Knight in my head. All right, all right. I can't quite so, think of I asked, score. I asked to borrow your guitar for a reason, because oh. I want to show oh, you something that I figured okay. out. All right, so I right now... accidentally led us straight into that. I didn't even mean to do that, honestly. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, not even, not even kidding. I knew them. So while, while we're talking about score, um, I do want to, like... A lot of people are saying that the Batman main theme sounds a lot like Star Wars. Like, because it's, huh. I, have, I have guitar here, and there's a reason I'm playing this on a guitar, not any other instrument. Yeah. But it goes. Okay. It sounds Very a lot cool. like the Imperial March. Yeah. I could hear that. I... So, you know, they're very similar, but it's, they use those two notes, the. Very intentionally. Yeah. Um, and I noticed this throughout the movie, and I was like, oh. I'm gonna go play on my guitar and figure this out afterwards and, and see. Yeah. And the reason is because, and I'm gonna. Well, I want to talk about this song and why it relates to this yeah. movie more. But something in the way by Nirvana, off of 1991's Nirvana's uh, Nevermind, wonderful album, um, is you know plays in this movie. You know, it's a, it's a it's a big part of this yeah. movie. Um, so if you take those two notes, you know the, and you add. You know, a few other uh, notes in there and turn them into chords, you get. Oh, that's cool. And if you change it up a little bit, you go. And you get Nirvana. Dang. And literally the same two notes, just turning from notes into chords, but they're, um, you know, I'm not changing anything. Um, all I'm changing is the syncopation. Dude, I was about to give the composer uh, Michael Giacchino like a whole bunch of props, but he just stole it off of Kurt Cobain. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I think he was—it ge- was genius in how yeah, they yeah. how they incorporated this this 
song and they mm-hmm. they go hand in hand so well where like you like you don't notice yeah. that they're the same two notes and they're in the same key and they mm-hmm. can play right back back and forth between each other but you know they they just fit so well together because you know they're they're the same pretty much just different syncopation but anyways that's so I figured cool that out. I, was that's really, so I was really cool. proud of myself oh my <laughs> thanks for bringing that adrian that was cool dang i and i would have never i would have never figured that out so um all that to say i'm glad that was, that was a nice little segue so yeah, yeah. i really did like the main theme I've been listening to it at the so gym, and I'm just sitting there, like, sulking, like, I'm Bruce Wayne, about to go beat up some people. <laughs> um, but I, it, it's not going to beat Hans Zimmer. No. Um, dude, like, that, the... Shun, da, 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 yes! Da, oh, it's so good. It's, it's just... I want to listen to it hits, like, It hits on such... Like, every... every it, this, is, this is in The Dark Knight Rises, but every single time I hear it in my head... Um, I always imagine that scene where um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's on the bridge, and they're like, "Okay, it's happening, it's happening," and then they're like, "No, it's not. No, it's Batman." Oh, and then yeah. just over the bridge in the but, it's so it hits so. I think I think the highs of that score are always quite. They're 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 gonna be so tough to beat by any future batman i i yeah. love i i really do love um that song that they constantly use in the in in matt reeves batman but i gotta give it to just the nolan trilogy Hans zimmer man yeah like that's he, a it's a it, high bar though that because is. um i mean Hans zimmer in general has done like, some of my all my all mm-hmm. a lot of my favorite stuff like he's lanking like yeah. <laughs> um but um yeah, I I can't. It's hard to beat that one, but that's not to say that the Batman score was bad in any way. Because no. the, what they did with two freaking notes and Jesus. made it like you know they have it on like you know piano and it's like very light in the background, mm-hmm. like maybe in a sentimental moment, mm-hmm. and then like they build and build and build and build, and it gets intense like during the chase scene or right. if they're finding out some bad news or something, or like the tension is building when at the end with the Riddler, like. They use the same thing. It's very consistent between that something in the way and uh, what is the the one that the Riddler songs Ave Maria whatever Ave Maria yeah. yeah so like between those three that's pretty yeah. much the whole score that is, yeah like they have is. like regular yeah uh, regular score music, throughout yeah. right. and other themes for like the cat uh, for Catwoman and the Riddler mm-hmm. they each have their own theme as well mm-hmm. but it was very consistent in a good way where they didn't overdo it yeah. and like. Um, I'm totally dominating this conversation. I'm really sorry, but no, no, keep, um, keep rolling. With something in the way, I just thought it was such a perfect song for this movie because, mm-hmm. for me, like it's you know written from the point of view of someone living uh, homeless and like they're living under a bridge and you know they have the you know there's something in like you know the, the main the song is called something, something in the way and I think you know surface level that's such a good constant like you know constant words to be said throughout this movie because there's something in the way of batman like bruce wayne becoming a regular person there's something in the way of him like living a normal life and the riddler like there's something there was always something in the way of him living a normal Mm -hmm. life and you know nirvana never mind is like that album is very much like 
part of like that, you know, the Seattle 90s grunge movement, very kind of like angst in their own way. Yeah. Of like, you know, there's just something between like these kids and society. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was just such a perfect song to be. And it was never really a popular song. It didn't hit like charts until those are usually the best ones to use yeah you know what i mean because you can't you eat some of the like really popular ones like when they're put into songs or, or put into movies you usually they've been used in movies before so you're visualizing another scene in another movie while watching the movie you're in right yeah. now so that's that's always such a good and, and that's 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 an interesting point that you bring up like something something in the way that like when I when I like heard the song, I almost like I I took that phrase as like something in the way something happens. You know what I mean? Like oh. you know, like something in the way she moves, or like like uh, by the Beatles. Yeah, I took it as them saying that. So it's so interesting that when you actually look at it, it's there's like physically or so, you know like, mentally something, something is in the way. Yeah. yeah. And you can you can sort of look at that as each of the people that uh, Riddler sort of uncovers, something was always in the way of who the true person was. Yeah, or they so, were in the way of the city becoming you know, what it should be. Good. And oh like, my gosh. yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like I, I was like, I was so excited to talk about this, and like, yeah. um. And also, yeah, they were that thing in the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a, that's, and then that's a really cool theory. Like the the verse, the verses go um, like underneath the bridge, and they talking about this guy talk, mm-hmm. living under a bridge, and mm-hmm. he has this like weird. He says like, um, "It's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings," and he has this weird view on like what it like. Who does it matter? If, like, why does it matter to eat fish but not other animals and stuff like this? Yeah. And this weird sense of like morality and stuff like that. And I think that fits in this movie again really, really well. Yeah. And then, but it also is talking about a lot of people think it was like Kurt Cobain was homeless for like a few months, but mm-hmm. Chris Nellis like kind of said that this is not about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like in interviews after the album came out and everything, but um, but just the fact that it's about like kind of displaced individuals where you have two orphans, you know, fighting each other in this movie, um, who essentially are both like homeless in a way. Um, I don't know. I just, I can't say enough about this song choice for this movie. Yeah. And like, it has layers to it. It does. And I was also just happy because like being a, nirvana fan and yeah i love this yeah. song as someone who you know it's a pretty easy song to play on guitar mm-hmm. two chords so i learned it in high school and it's just a, it's a fantastic song there you go. It, it is a good song it's definitely been in my rotation on on spotify so um but all to say yeah i mean I, I i really appreciate the score in this movie same here yeah i think i think it's great and i think it matches the tone of of each scene yeah and i really, think really really well one thing that I, I'll say is like sometimes in a movie you'll see you'll have a good song in a trailer, mm-hmm. and then they overdo it in the movie, and you're like, okay, it's like, like yeah, please. I've heard this, yeah. You're, you're this movie. You're banking the success on people want to come listen to this song. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> yeah. I did not feel that way. No. In the slightest about something in the way. Mm-mm. Um, and it was in the movie twice. Yeah. Um, and one thing about it, the first time. 
we hear it is when the commissioner at the beginning of the movie is talking about the mayor being killed. And oh. then the second time we hear it is when the new mayor um, is having like a she's like giving like a like a you know big speech yeah motivating gotham city how they're going to change and it's like such you know kind of foils of each other like Mm -hmm. very different places where the city is but it's those two times that the song is being played i thought that was so so well done so cool Um, yeah see like i I didn't even notice that stuff i will have to see it again at some point if you're not doing anything Friday, me and Will. <laughs> me and Will. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'm trying to stop him. I'm trying to. <laughs> but uh, do you have any other... Oh, well, okay, actually. Mm-hmm. Let's still pick apart uh, this, the difference, or like the comparison between this and The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got to talk about the Batman. I don't, I don't know where you were going. I, that's kind of okay. where I was going okay. next. Um, what's... What's your opinion on Christian Bale versus Robert Pattinson? Again, I, I am, I'm such a sucker for billionaire playboy, yeah, Bruce Wayne, and you know, in obviously in Nolan's universe, we get that. In this one, not so much. Um, but as far as Batman go, I think um, I think both of them have a great uh, Batman voice. I, have, I really yeah, do I have a point think. To make about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think either of them. Even if for for as much you know, like as many parodies have come out about uh, Christian Bale's, where is she? You know, like yeah. deep stuff. Yeah, he's gonna change his voice. Like like I I like that better than the voice modif- modifier that um, Batfleck wears. Yeah, I, I like, like that a lot better. Um, but Batman, you know. I feel as though, and and again, they're they're just so different, so it's hard to compare the two because they are two different universes. They're both, even though they're the same superhero, well, hero, they're in different points in their career, yeah. and they also have different resources. Yeah, you know, like Christian Bale had Lucius Fox. He had Morgan Freeman, you know, giving him a whole bunch of military grade stuff, experimental military grade stuff. Yeah. So his gad- his use of gadgets was great. The few gadgets that Robert Pattinson's Batman had, he made use of and they were cool. Like, yeah, like they were very cool. He had he still had the grappling hook, was which was really cool. to oh, see. He used it so well. Too. Yeah. Um, his um his batarang that he never really used as a batarang because he used it, as like a he, it was more knife. of yeah it was more like a letter opener like, like, like kind of just popped it that out was a nice chest. little surprise that it that thing cool came out that it just like clicked in at like that was his like bat the the emblem on his suit popped out and was like a a knife that was cool um but as far as Batman go um. I think I think Pattinson's gonna have to grow on me just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I just I think I think Christian Bale carried himself so well. He was calculated um, as Batman, and he was a sort of a pretentious douchebag when he yeah. was Bruce Wayne, which and is kind of what he needed to be. That was so his that, act. So that know? yeah, so that nobody would be like oh. He can't be Batman. Like, have you seen this guy? Like, like out and about. He's like, being a jerk. Yeah. Buying that 
hotel he's swimming so his, yeah he's swimming in the yeah <laughs> the fish and then, tank and like, then he's like oh I was trying to make the light you know and yeah like, he's right like, he just like he doesn't care he about plays his ob- oblivious so yeah, well he's I, falling asleep in board meetings like yeah i like i like yeah i agree um i think right now it's it's and i hate like i did want to say like i love comparing these two but i also like i don't want this to be the only compare like they can both yes. be really good at different things oh, i yeah. think oh yeah um but for me, Robert Pattinson was an instant like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, like, right off the bat, like, the first time he talks, he's not even using a voice. He kind of, like, comes off soft-spoken. And that struck me as, like, very unique, very new for a Batman. Um, but I really do love seeing him figure this whole thing out. And he does not, like, Christian Bale doesn't care about Bruce Wayne, his persona, but in a different way. Whereas, yeah. like... Um, you know, Robert Pattinson clearly is just like he like Bruce doesn't exist. Yeah, and right. like he's like you know very much like secluded himself in his home, um, and he like you know goes to the funeral and then like and also yeah. the reasoning for going to the funeral right. was only because the Riddler could come back. It was Batman business? Yeah, apparently, essentially, you know, and yeah. he gets there and he just doesn't care. And I love seeing this like. Like, he is so fixated on Batman where it's not even to his benefit to be that fixated on mm-hmm. it. And it's kind of like a a flaw of his is how obsessed he is with being Batman. And I loved seeing that, like, side of it. And, like, this movie was the Batman. Like, you don't see a lot of Bruce Wayne. No. And I like that. And it shows how obsessed he is. And that is one thing that Christian Bale has said he regrets not doing with his Batman. Yeah. Like going um, into like going into like that like obsession. obsessive need to like yeah. he is like not well he does i mean he's he's a hero and right. he's a badass mm-hmm. but he's he's not okay upstairs <laughs> and you see that with robert pattinson so like i think they you know we grew up with christian bale he's always yeah. been our batman he's, it's hard to beat it's hard to let go of that yeah but ever. um I will say I'm still having that conversation and like still making that decision just because like yeah. I I think I was blown away by Robert Pattinson. I he did such a good job. He he did better than I expected, honestly. Like he did. It just I think it just opened the door to a different side of Batman we haven't seen in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, the suits I loved uh, Robert Pattinson's suit. I like them, and I I just love raw. I love Christian Bale suits. They're so I know. sick. They're great, and and just the fact that you get to see that exchange of like him going to Lucius and be like, "Hey, I need to be quicker." Yeah, um, and you, know, you see, it and I progress. need to be able to turn my head. Yeah, yeah. Like he goes yes. to him with his requirements as he's doing the job. Yeah, and, and I yeah that that was so cool. Um, but with with Rob Pattinson, like, does it come I, in? that i love how um with every batman before this they all wore the black makeup mm-hmm. on their eyes but then as soon as they take off the cowl like it would be gone mm-hmm. and i love how that wasn't a thing in this and yeah it's like kind of like winter soldier vibes where he just has the black eye makeup yes. on all the time oh my gosh and i just yeah. thought it just added to especially with the hair too yes hair would come over like his eyes like a little bit i love the hair yeah. great yeah he looks he just looks so cool and mm-hmm. like his suits he kind of looked like kind of like like spooky like yeah. everything about him was like like out of a out of like a Tim Burton animation especially his his big old military boots 
Yes. I think those were the... Like, oh, my gosh. Because you look at them and you're like, yeah, like he would need something super durable, but they're not going to be like, you know, what you expect Batman to wear. Like, like you would you would expect him to have sort of like almost like pointed toes, like slip on... Like you almost expect his pants to slip on and have yeah. feet. And Christian Bale's like... We're like that. We're like they are very much more of a superhero, mm-hmm. like a superhero boot. Yeah. But then these are like almost like Doc Martens. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they were just like like you went to a military surplus store. Yeah. Just yeah. As if he's not a billionaire. <laughs> right. And like, but I loved how they put the suits together. I love the gauntlets. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see more of like those in action. But they still had like, the like spikes on the side or whatever yep. you want to call it. it was like um, the glider suit. I. I don't know if that was in the trailer or not, but I never I saw it. I think it was. I don't think it was. So when he gets up there, I, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. He yeah. like looks over the ledge, and you can tell he's never done this before. He's kind of like, shit. oh shit, <laughs> like, and like, I love seeing the fear in him where yeah. he's like, he's like, he's fearless. He's doing whatever. He's like obsessed with this whole path he's on. Yeah. He gets up there. He's like, I don't know. And then he like, the cape goes away. The flaps come out, and it's just so cool to see. Um, him and it's so it's so realistic, more, yeah. more even more so than Nolan's oh, yeah. glider suit, yeah. which I mean technically makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like this is like MythBusters. MythBusters don't have to like go and like do an episode Test on this, this glider right. suit, you know. Right. Um, so I thought that was cool. And he didn't even paint the glider suit black either. That's what I like too. It was like yeah. it was like the brown that it came as. Yeah, because like I feel like a part of him was sort of like. I don't want to have to use this. <laughs> like, it was, I'm not gonna make it. Any messes? Any like yeah. falls he, at the end? Oh, like that part was he takes a big hit to the head. Yeah, like, like I I appreciate all that. Mm-hmm. Um, another part that's kind of like going along with the suit is he has that um, green liquid at the end, which yeah. could be venom serum. And that'd be interesting. And he just goes yeah. crazy. That's really the only point I wanted to make about that. Yeah, yeah. It could be venom. Could be Venom. Serum. A.K.A. Bane. I'd be interested. Yeah. They, they should introduce that. I don't sooner. want any kids posting on our YouTube saying, like, Venom's in Marvel. It's not Venom. It's like, um, talking about Bane here. So, yeah. that That's cool. Um, yeah. I think those are the big things I want to compare about the two movies. I think one thing to, un- like, for, not to understand, mm-hmm. for one thing from, like, that I focus on is the fact that they're very different movies. One is... Like, the Nolan trilogy is very much Nolan. It's, like, high action, Boring. you know, big. Yeah. Everything's big. Yeah. Um, where it's still in a realistic world, like, in The Dark Knight, like, it opens up a big heist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the middle of Dark Knight, there's an 18-wheeler gang flipped. <laughs> and at the beginning of The Dark Knight Rises, they are doing this insane you know, taking this doctor out of the plane while the plane's yeah. still going. And like they have, you know, the, somebody all holds crazy... an entire city at ransom. Yeah. They <laughs> blow up, a, they blow up a whole football field. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's also, it is more of an action movie. Yes. A very intelligent action thriller mm-hmm. where this is more of a crime thriller, yeah. detective noir. And they're very different. And like, they, sh- I don't think they should be compared as much as they're being compared. No. You know, on like, social media and everything obviously we just spent like probably half an hour comparing the two of them so we're guilty of that too but still but we still recognize that they are two different movies yeah like two different types of movies um just because just because you like dark knight that doesn't mean like you're 
not going to enjoy this one. Yeah. You know? I think for me, um, I'm not ready to say the Batman is better than the Dark Knight. I've only seen it once. Yeah. Um, and that was a week ago. But and you're toying with it? It's in the conversation. Whoa. It's, it's definitely, those wow. are the top two for me. All right. Easily. Wow. So it beat out Rises then. It beat out Rises. Okay. But honestly, I love Rises. I think all three are amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I think my order of um, Nolan goes Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Rises. And that's not saying yeah. that Rises. I don't, I love watching. Begins is great. Too. I think Dark Knight Rises is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. All three of them are just so good. It's hard to pick. Right. You know, it's like, right. Choosing but, your favorite kid. What was that? It's like choosing your favorite child. I don't have any kids yet, but Not yet. I think one day I'll find out what that feels like. But when you do, you'll name them Begins, <laughs> Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll choose which one I love the most, and that'll determine which Batman movie I like. Begins, DK, and DKR. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm going to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so, uh, without further ado, we'd really love to go into everyone's new favorite segment it's of the show. It's going to this podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to change the name from Donut Squad Radio to Sh- Shannon Squad Radio. <laughs> but here comes Shannon for Shannon's segment. Um, so please, everyone, at, you know, while you're, while you're listening, please give a round of applause Yay. to Shannon. What's up? What's up, guys? What's going on, Chan? How's it been going? It's going so well. We've had a lot of uh, good feedback about uh, Shan's segment from the last episode, so we figured okay. we'd, we'd keep you around. Okay. Um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully... The bread wars have begun. I know. This one is there's not... There's a lot of blood on your hands, <laughs> Shanna. This is not related to bread, oh. um, unfortunately. Oh, wait. I think the, my phone battery is dying. We oh, might wait. have to end the show oh, now. Oh, no. Okay. No bread? <laughs> Bye. No Colin. See ya. I'm just kidding. Ah, nice. <laughs> no, but I um I will chime in and say I too loved the Batman. Um, nobody asked, but I thought it was. What did you great. think of the Batman? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, I liked how dark it was. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. I enjoyed the. I don't know. We've tried to. We've tried to discover a word, Colin, for how, like the feeling you get when you watch movies like Harry Potter or like dark but comforting like what oh i know what you mean where you know like you mean? couldn't go out like not the joker <laughs> no 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 or no. joker whatever you want but no. like um i know what you mean there's Ooh. just something it's like a it's like a rainy sunday when like you don't guilty pleasure have... movie. No. no but that's a good way to explain it. like harry potter is yeah, kind of like, like that we're like like especially like the last few where it opens up it's all like spooky and like yeah. the dementors are all around hogwarts and snape's just looking out the window really cool yeah but like you're like so this that, is not happy but i love this that yeah. theme and i felt that it was very much along those lines and i it really did keep me interested all three hours like it there wasn't a time when i was like what you know how much more is left because it just kept going and it flowed very smoothly where you weren't um you know questioning where they were going why, with it or, or why, why it's still yeah mm-hmm. um so I thought it was really good. I would totally see it again. And I'm just also a huge fan of Robert Pattinson. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. What's your favorite movie of his? This little indie flick uh, called Twilight. Oh. <laughs> they only showed it at Sundance. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's super rare. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar. <laughs> um, but I did want to... So relating to Batman, and Colin and Adrian don't know the... Um, once again, don't know the, the topic... 
But um, I thought what we could talk about uh, would just be some of the fictional prisons and fictional, you know, mental hospitals, those kinds of things. Favorite prison? Yeah. And so I say that because they didn't really talk about Arkham a lot Mm -hmm. in this film. Mm -hmm. But what they showed was, like, what is the word? Memorable enough that you were like, okay, like, we're going somewhere. It's at Arkham... State hospital is that what it said on that's the what they yeah. said jumpsuit? in this movie, yeah, right, yeah. Um, and then obviously introduced what who we think is the Joker. Um, so I thought we could just say like some of the cool, some of the cooler fictional prisons out there. Yeah, I have a couple idea. written down, um, but I figured I'd you know, you guys could each kind of go first. I mean, I have a I'm catching like you off guard, a really good one. So, do I have a good one? I mean, we were just talking about Dark Knight Rises, no. Oh, you're just talking about uh, a, a very uh, dark but comfy opening scene for, oh, for a movie. Azkaban. Yeah, that's on my list. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. On my list. I, I know. Like you've got a really good one. I was like, the pit? The, uh, sorry, what? What are you talking about? That's a great, it's a great uh, prison. Yeah. 10 out of 10 prison. 10 out of 10 prison. <laughs> Which would, one? Would come back. The pit, but the also pit. Azkaban. Yeah. Um, the Dementors. Suck your soul out, and they hoit, and it really hoits. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, on that first, the first mm-hmm. one that I thought was the pit, and then Azkaban. But also, one thing I like, like I thought it was interesting in this movie that one thing they kind of gave a background to the Arkham's. Yeah, like in some oh, comics yeah. and in some animated and probably elsewhere, you like meet the heir to the Arkham's, who is like mm-hmm. the warden. Of Arkham Asylum. Cool. And also, it's usually called Arkham Asylum, and they called it Arkham State Prison in this, which was interesting. Um, yeah, that was interesting to me because I did lean over at that point and say to Colin, "Is that a fam? Like, was this known? Because mm-hmm. I that wasn't something I was familiar with." So I think that that was actually pretty cool mm-hmm. that they did that. Um, no, the good ones, the raft. That's, that's on. I've got that, that on here too. Of, yeah, oh. the raft. Um, I like the MCU's portrayal of that, where it's just like literally in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much like Azkaban in mm-hmm. uh, the Harry Potter movies. There are a lot because I did my research, and there are so many that I was like, I've never heard of these in my life. Yeah. Like multiple in Gotham, multiple in like the Batman comics, multiple in Marvel, multiple in Star Wars. I have Lord of the Rings on here. Um, which one would do you guys think I would have on here? Like the more known. I'm trying to think of like all of our fandoms and like, uh, you have Rikers on there. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I would pronounce that. Is it? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know I that one. Be, yeah. oh. Lord of the Rings. Right, and and I feel like all the Star Wars ones that I'm kind of thinking of are just like Imperial holding cells or something like that. Yeah. Um, Iron Prison. Orders. The Iron Prison. The in Iron... Order of the Rings. Oh. That's something I'm not familiar with. I think these were just the... Is that the... The ones that I Googled when I went through. Hmm. Is that the one that's in um, where Frodo and Frodo get taken that, after Shelob's lair? It's or is it totally like different? It, but well, yeah, um, sure. I just had a train of thought about another prison, but I can't even think about it now. Um... So if you guys have any thoughts. Oh, one thing about Azkaban that I think is cool is like in the books it doesn't describe what Azkaban is or no, where no, it no. is or anything like you that. You see it for like a split second mm-hmm. after it's been like blown. But in the book, like you don't you don't have any like visual 
of what Azkaban is until the movies. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, like when the movies came out, that they had like, uh, what was that? In Order of the Phoenix, when um, Bellatrix gets broken, a lot of the Death Eaters get broken out. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. the first time you see it. It's like again in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, super yeah, cool. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and that might be. I would say that would probably be my like top because. Mm-hmm. It's it is so cool. Also, Prisoner of Azkaban might be my favorite film of the series. I think it's mine too. Um, well, and also, there, sorry, go ahead. No, what were you gonna say? No, I'm, I'm taking it in sort of a different. Place. No, I was, I was. But I feel like I feel like a lot of these that like we we sort of all see say that they're in the middle of the ocean. They have to be pulling from Alcatraz, right? Oh, like yeah. I mean, that's probably got to be you know what. Um, what they're kind of pulling, yeah, mm-hmm. um, pulling from. Oh, there's also the uh, the prison in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh that's, yeah. a that's a good, good one. one. That's a yeah. good scene. That one's a really good one. Um, what, what was the name of that one? I don't even remember. Um, they, they do tell you what it yeah, is, though. I'm yeah. totally blanking. Yeah, I have to look it up. But yeah, I think I think um, Asking Man has to be probably my top. And and Arkham is cool because there are some freaks. I like. I think Arkham is my favorite. I think a lot of that for me is because like growing up playing the Arkham Asylum, Arkham City games, mm-hmm. um, added so much like depth. Oh yeah. Where you're literally exploring the asylum. Um The Kiln. The Kiln, right. The Kiln's mm-hmm. a good one. Um from Guardians. Yeah, which ones do we have in Star Wars? We have like obviously like the holding cells in like two one eight seven. That's the one that uh Princess Leia was in. Um but Coruscant. Is there a person on Coruscant? I'm sure there is. It's a whole city. But the spire. The spire. I just think it's it is it's something it's something cool. There's something cool about how each universe depicts their their prison and why. Well, I mean, like you gotta you gotta think of like who the inmates are. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know like, I mean? and Arkham, and, there yeah. are like some freaks in Arkham. Yeah, yeah. Right. and Harry Potter, there are some, you know, dark, bad, and you gotta bad cover your people, bases so yeah. that they don't they don't get out. You know, and yeah. make sure they can't turn into a dog or something. I was just gonna say because our guards, our <laughs> guards, they can they can sniff out anything, just <laughs> not dogs. <laughs> we can't can't do and, dogs. And like the way, like I, the one thing I was gonna say about Harry Potter is like the depth that's added to it where you hear the stories of how Barty Crouch Jr. escaped and like mm-hmm. that whole thing with his mom um, like who was sick and then like they just switched bodies and uh, like it's cool to just like look back at on like the lore of like Azkaban so that yeah. that adds a lot to for, for me as well um, but Arkham's gotta be number one I think yeah. but I'm also in a really big so, Batman mood yeah, right that's now true. that's true <laughs> like, yeah same here like, you know you just go get a Batman tattoo pretty soon, probably. Uh, just, you know, you Arkham. never. Yeah, just the whole uh, blueprint, it, yeah. the entire blueprint <laughs> on my back. <laughs> um, sorry, mom, but yeah, it's my favorite yeah, one for sure. I, I'll, I'll stick with Arkham too. Um, oh wow! Because I, I do, I do really like the raft, but I think, I think coming down to it, I mean, who, who are the guards of the raft? I think you. Like, I think that's a like good point. They just be like shield members, like members. Well, yeah. members well, of sword, mem- members of. I think for maybe me, aim or something like that. I think for me, what makes 
like if there was a game about the raft and we played like multiple games about the raft and there's all this like lore behind it and we really get into it in um marvel comics i mean i'm sure mm-hmm. you i'm sure there are comics out there that do have to do with the raft more but the arkham asylum is like probably the most well-known yeah and uh the most like ventured into as far as like popular uh content and everything so that i think that's why it's like probably our favorite because oh, we yeah. just had so much more exposure to it right marvel um, spider-man on uh playstation there's a great raft scene that's a great has a great raft one of the scene. best games i've played in a lot like yeah. in a long time fantastic wonderful game um yeah i think colin your point about who's guarding it is that's what's gonna set me over like like dementors oh that is yeah. one thing i was gonna say it's like cool how like even the um the ministry of magic who are supposed to be the good guys mm-hmm. you know they turn to like these clearly dark creatures to you know defend this or like to guard this right yeah crazy prison and mm-hmm. it's like they they couldn't even use like regular wizards to Mm-mm. to guard it yeah i thought that was cool yeah i there's i don't know usually colin and adrian both will say that i find probably the worst things to like about each movie well, and characters included we'll have a whole segment yeah that. that'll be adrian's so, segment yeah why we hate why Shannon. shannon's always wrong why, why her opinions <laughs> suck but i think that um it was cool that they didn't do a lot of Arkham in this, but you still got some, and it made mm-hmm. you wonder where they're going with it for the next yeah. one. Yeah, like, it you are they? More. Yeah, yeah. Is, you know, will we see the Riddler again? The, like, will the Joker? Will we see him breaking out? Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't know where it's going. And I think, um, I thought it was pretty cool. Like I, I, they, I think it was the perfect amount for this movie. Um, Again, they're playing the long game, mm-hmm. and they have confirmed three HBO series. That's right. That oh, are for what? Be, so they're expanding on this this Batverse, mm-hmm. the Matt Reeves Batverse, with three HBO series. Uh, the first one is going to be about uh, Gotham PD. The mm-hmm. uh, second one's going to be about the Penguin and like the crime world, and the third one's going to be Arkham Asylum. No way. That's be so yeah, cool. I didn't know that. And I think that's this, cool. be doing I think they're finally doing it right, DC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Knock on wood. Yeah. But unfortunately, it has nothing to do with DC. I know. I was going to. Colin and I had a very in depth conversation about all the things that we wish DC was doing. Yeah. Because Marvel has just. They were trying to play catch up. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't even compare. I mean, that's just a whole nother like thing. But. um, Another topic. Yeah. Today, I just, you know, just want to take some time. Get your guys' opinion about about the uh, the prisons and I love it. Yeah, you know prisons and bread, like man. So which I guess which fictional fictional prison do you think has serves the best bread to the inmates? Definitely Ooh. not Azkaban. Not Azkaban. No, it's all salty Mm-mm. and like, soggy. <sighs> Gross. Maybe the rat because the, dem- the dementors bake it. Yeah, Ew, they don't. They don't know how to bake. They They've never baked the soul out of the bread yeah, before. Yeah. All the yeast is soulless. <laughs> it's a soulless bread. <laughs> <laughs> There's no love in this bread. I would. I think the raft. Or where I feel like Lord that would Rings, be. They get limeless bread. No. No Dude. way. No. Dude. No. Because they would nothing but maggoty bread for three, three stinking days. days. Uh, I would. I. I, I would. I would think the raft is yeah. like the like bougiest of, of all of them. Of all. It's where it's like I don't. 
whatever. I'm definitely not. You probably get no. fed. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you go to say something and then you stopped yourself. And then yeah. you... <laughs> well, like poop sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I think probably yeah. would have seemed, the best. It, it, they probably like, have golf and these, like all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Like they've, they're, they're, they're not like, worried. That's a you're furthering your education in there. Yeah. Like you're coming out with like a, a degree. Yeah. And like you, they've got art classes, yoga therapy. They've got everything for these people. Yeah, you, the people in the rap, the, the they're reforming. The they're kind of good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but thanks, guys. Dude, hey, thank you, Shannon, for joining us. Great yeah, segment. for Shannon's segment once again. Yeah. Um, you can expect her on our next episode. So, you know, I'm Let's sure you'll have thinking. something. Yeah, in a thousand right now. Yeah. 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 I hope and so. uh, be sure to comment your um, your favorite fictional prison. Or a real one, I mean. Or oh, real spent one. some time in County. Yeah. Thanks, Shannon. So, Colin, any last thoughts on the Batman or anything else we talked about? Anything that stuck out to you in the movie that you want to touch on before we finish up here on uh, on DSR? Nothing really that stuck out to me in the movie. I think it's absolutely worth a watch, um, and I think it's. I think it's worth a theater watch. There, there are definitely movies that I, I'll see and I'll be like, yeah, that was definitely worth worth seeing. But you can definitely wait until uh, you know it's either for rent and you can watch it at home. I really do think the amount that we talked about the score, hearing that mm. with a full surround sound, mm. um, the whatever it is, Dolby Atmos, whatever, whatever the heck they use in theaters, I think it's totally worth it. Um, I agree. The punches in that were visceral like you heard them i felt them yeah um so i I definitely think this is a theater watch i think um for my scale my two thumb scale i'll give a thumb and a half Mm -hmm. two thumbs is gonna be tough (laughs) i only got two of them that's a tough scale it's a tough scale I'll never have that scale. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never have my own scale. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree on the the theater watch. Um, visually, I thought this movie was amazing. Like, yeah. it, it was like again. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a film student. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to act like I am. But there were a lot of things that stuck out to me. Just like specific shots that I could just. I can see the concept art. Like that they they were you know they drew it up they're envisioning a, a scene shot like this and they shot exactly like you know it was drawn up like the scene where he's leading all the people out of yeah. Gotham Square Garden or whatever it's called um, and it's like an overhead shot and he has the flare and the flare is like the exact same color scheme you see throughout the trailers mm-hmm. and throughout the movie like that red smoky with the black like I just I love that theme and. Um, I think the movie itself was just shot wonderfully, and it would be a shame not to see it in theater. So if you haven't seen yeah. it, and you've been listening to this podcast podcast for some reason, and you're getting all these spoilers, still go see it. Sorry for ruining it. Um, we I, gave you a warning. Yeah. Come on. I swear it's a lot better than we make it sound to be, even though yeah. you know we we praise it a whole bunch. Yeah, it's or go see it again. And, like pick up on all the yeah. genius things we pointed out. Yeah, all of those. Um, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. It is up there in my top movies. Um, and again, like it just came out a week ago, so I'm having that in my, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that mm-hmm. as I rate it. But it is, it is up there, uh, favorite movies of all time for me. Um, 
it's in the conversation with the Dark Knight. Um, but I'm gonna let those two sit for a yeah. while before I make any final judgment calls. Um, but I, I absolutely loved it. I can't, can't stop thinking about Batman. I can't stop thinking about vengeance. Vengeance. The yeah. fact that they do call him vengeance throughout that movie That's is something I meant to bring so up. So cool. It was. It, it was is like, hey, so vengeance. cool. Yeah, I was like, that's really cool. And then yeah. you don't really realize what that means, and like how that's maybe not a good thing until the end when like the Riddler, right. uh, whatever guy, mm-hmm. not the Riddler, but the Riddler guy was like, mm-hmm. I'm vengeance. I was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, any any last words? <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you everyone for. Uh, Listening to Donut Squad Radio and supporting us. Um, we have a lot to cover in our next episode. Today we just had the first uh, trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Ooh. Colin and I both pooped our pants while we were watching the trailer. Jeez. So um, we're really excited to cover that. We were that. at work too. Yeah. It's not, it's I got fired. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're really excited to cover that. Um, as well as a few other things coming up in the fandoms. Uh, as well as a few things that have already happened, like Boba Fett. We need to. We, we got to do gotta that. Get yeah. on that. We'll 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 get on that. Um, but other than that, uh, that's gonna be a wrap for Donut Squad Radio episode three. Uh, the Batman plug our plug our Instagram. I would love to plug our Instagram. Hey, if you like get what you hear in here, uh, go to Instagram. Give us a follow at Donut Squad Radio. All one word. That's at Donut Squad Radio. Um, if you're liking what you're hearing right now, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube. Um, continue to follow us. We'll be adding our episodes to other platforms shortly as well, make it a little easier uh, to listen to. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do appreciate everyone listening. Um, please feel free to drop a comment, a like, send us questions, send us any kind of you know topics you want to hear us cover. We will gladly cover it. Um, that'd be a lot of fun for us. So that's all we have. Um, so, you know, from Donut Squad Radio, I'm Adrian. And I'm Colin. And have a great night. Thank you.